Hey there, this is Kayla, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Human Exception. This week, we continue on with part two of Bastet Reeves and the Holy Bible, and Nathan will be talking about our last topic, the history of the word homosexual in the Bible. So we want to give a bit of content warning and provide some context to this topic. Nathan came out this year as bisexual, so this makes this a very personal topic for him. You see, Nathan grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, which, if you really don't know much about that, it's uh, one of the stricter Christian spin-offs, and it has some quite severe views on many things, including homosexuality. As you can imagine, growing up bisexual, especially with his father being an elder, this came with a lot of confusion and guilt on Nathan's behalf. But that's a story for another day. So you can see why this would be an important topic for Nathan, but also why this topic may be sensitive for some listeners. In this episode, we will be talking about religious propaganda, the Bible, and its contents in regards to sexuality. Know that we absolutely recognize that there are many Christians and those of other faiths that are incredibly supportive of sexual orientations of all kinds, and actively fight against discrimination within their religion, and we commend them for their efforts. As we are talking about sex and the Bible, there are sensitive topics that will come up, including sexual assault against minors and adults. In no way do we take these things lightly, but there may be times where we try to add some levity to this very serious topic. It's important to note that we in no way are professionals in any field related to this podcast. We are just three people that have questions about the world that we seek answers to and are handy with the Google machine. As usual, on top of all the previous warnings, you can expect some foul language. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you enjoy this episode of The Human Exception. Nathan, you're up. I am. So I was trying to figure out how exactly to to start this. Because this is always like, this is a thing that's always in contention. And... Yeah, speaking of common beliefs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the, uh, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to read you guys a scripture. And I'll probably end up reading you guys a couple through this. What we're going to be discussing now is the word homosexual in the Bible. Honestly, the translation of it and kind of how it came about. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to read you guys uh, probably a more popular um, scripture that has kind of been showing up. Uh, You guys have probably seen it on social media. Kids going around wearing to school these shirts that have 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9, and 10, homosexuality is a sin uh, to their public schools and been getting in trouble for it. Um, So let's read that scripture. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, or the covetous, or drunkards, or revilers, swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. When I was growing up and I had my own Bible, originally the phrase was nor men who lie with men uh, will inherit God's kingdom. However, the 
the word or that idea in and of itself doesn't really have any sort of previous footing in anything that was ever talked about within the Bible. Um, all of your major scriptures and so forth um, in current translations will use the word homosexuals. Um, but before the mid-1940s um, or the 1950s when a lot of the uh, communities and countries that were using the Bible uh, needed a more modern translation, were getting this translation work done, they this this word really didn't exist in the Bible at all. Not in this form, uh, not in this way, really in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if we were to go back to the original word that is there in the Greek translations, we come across a word that Paul used, which is, again, not actually a common word used in Greek either. Uh, so the word in and of itself uh, was arsenokotai. Now, just like we have compound words in English, like airplane or, or whatever else that we could use that I can't think of off the top of my head, um, we have arsenokotai. And literally broken down, Arseno means man, and kotai means bed. Um, it means a man who beds. So <laughs> it it is not very like descriptive. It's not um, it's not pointedly descriptive in in its meaning. However. Uh, if we use sort of kind of take a step back in the ninth verse where it says, or nor effeminate, this word here um, in the Greek translation is uh, malakoi. And the way they refer to that is um, like weakling or wanton or someone who is a botcher or too sensual or they sometimes even use it to refer to someone as like a male prostitute so basically what they were kind of getting at in in this whole original thought um or how they had what the assumption is i guess because i mean we can't we couldn't talk to the people who wrote this uh, was don't be taken in, don't be associating, don't be the people who are um, showing themselves to be falsely weak to take advantage of other people or so on. Um, now, it's interesting when we take a look at some of the other translations some of the translations don't use the word homosexual. Um, some of them will use um, boy molesters. 
um, sodomites and uh, other other more uncomfortable uh, words. So, and I guess I guess it's important to kind of understand where those other translations will come from and why maybe uh, religions in general would try and make those connections. So if we if we think about it, um, some folks might say, okay, well, you know, a sodomite is obviously just that. Like, why would why would those two things not be uh, interchangeable? Um, and to someone who doesn't maybe want to think too far into it, that might just be the case. Uh, but if we think about when the story of say Lot and God of, uh, sorry, God of, Sodom and Gomorrah, um, and this is like this is back in Genesis um, when you know supposedly God was trying to save Lot and his family from the godless and the absolutely terrible cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, they obviously like these places were full of thieves, rapists, murderers. The story goes that 100% of these people were evil and only Lot and his family were good to go. So God was like, yeah, no, you guys get the fuck out. Everyone else is gone. Um, but to do that, supposedly, God sent two angels to go down, check out the city, and show up at Lot's place to be like, hey, you know what? Shit's going down. Let's get out. Um, so we're going to take you guys back to Genesis chapter 19. Now I lost my page. No! No! no. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, chapter 19 in Genesis. Uh, now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening as Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, bowed down to his face, bowed down with his face to the ground, and he said, My lords, please turn aside into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, mm, Nope, we'll spend the night in the square. Uh, so in this moment, Lot basically said, "No, guys, you you need to you need to come stay with me. Just just come stay with me. Um, it would be super appreciative. This is not a place you want to hang out just in the city square." Um, so in the fourth verse, uh, before they lay down, uh, obviously to bed for the night, uh, met the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old all people from every quarter. Uh, and they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out so that we may have relations with them. Hmm. Uh, and Lot, being the fantastic guy that he is, said, <laughs> please, 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 my brothers, do not act wickedly. I have two daughters who haven't had relations with a man. Take them instead. Okay. okay. So and the homosexuals is, are the bad guys. Right, right. Um 
so here's a scenario where people are like, yeah, but these dudes just wanted to come in and fuck other guys. No, 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 no. You guys have coined a term sodomy based on the actions of a group of basically every dude in the city who were like, Oh God, fresh meat. Let's get it. And you're being like, no, no, no. They're just gay. Like, no, no. You said like everyone showed up. Like, are we sure it was just men? That's what it says. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The men of the city, the oh, men yeah, of okay. Sodom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so both young and old, all the people from every quarter. So yeah. So just dudes, old dudes, young dudes wanted to get in on some fresh meat from out of town, basically. Um, <laughs> and get some holy ass. Yeah. Right. Like, and now the idea of, all right, well, you know what? Sodomites make sense. Uh, except these people were fucking rapists. Like they were not there for a consensual good time. They were there for a very selfish good time. Um, and at, at this point, like these people were trying to break into Lot's house to have their way with these two angels who were presenting themselves as male in, in current, in some current versions of the Bible, they will have the term sodomites. Now, again, depending on your denomination, uh, you may also interpret that to be, um, to be homosexuals. That's a bit of a stretch considering very clear what's going on here, (laughs) right? Like, uh, well, I mean, they say they say this, but I mean, yeah, okay, but maybe you should uh, take a step back and and read a little bit. Well, yeah, and um, one of the cities is Sodom, right? So, absolutely, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, and the the Old Testament God is very like trigger happy. Um, uh-huh. However. And and I and I say this with a very large grain of salt. Um, it it didn't seem like there wasn't a lot of like buildup to when he eventually hit like like entered the nuke codes. Um, so there's got to be a lot of really bad shit for bad shit to happen. And if you're gonna come back and be like, well, you like to have sex with guys so you know using this word also means that uh that it doesn't really hold water for me personally anyway um Mm -hmm. uh, so back in the back in the 1940s uh when a lot of the translation work to modern english was happening uh we actually have a interesting story from a gentleman uh who was a pastor or sorry, eventually became a reverend here in Canada. Um, at the time, he was a 21-year-old seminary student uh, in 1959. Um, now, most of the translations had been completed by then. Uh, they had been done in like the mid 50s. At this point, because a lot of uh, a lot of the translations were, what is that term that I'm looking for? 
Independent? They were not independent. They were... Coordinated? <laughs> when you were giving work outside your company. Um, commissioned? Yeah, you commissioned works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of them were, were basically commissioned to uh, universities that understood the language. However, that didn't mean that the churches didn't have a say in how things were translated. So when the revised standard version of the Bible, um, which was adopted by the United Church at the time, uh, this young Canadian who is gay uh, and was obviously having a hard time sort of reconciling his, uh, his belief with who he was, uh, actually reached out to um, to the university that was doing the translation for him, and or I guess for the the new English, the English standard, sort of the revised standard version. There are so many versions of the Bible that it is so easy to get fucked up on this. So the revised standard version of the Bible used the word homosexual uh, starting in the fifties. Now this uh, this reverend David. He's still alive, at least he was in February of 2020. He's got to be in his 80s by now. Um, but he was very concerned about the translation. Uh, he said, well, nobody really knows what this word, Arsenkotai, really means, right? It's a brand new word. Mm -hmm. Um it has never been used in the Greek language previous to this point in uh, in Paul's letter to the Corinthian congregation um, ever before. Uh, they have it has been used separately. Um, Arsen and Kotai have been used separately in other places in the Bible, but never together as a compound word. Was, so, was the Bible wasn't originally Greek, was it? Uh, Hebrew. Hebrew, and then Hebrew, it was translated yeah. into Greek? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, so the... There are Greek... I guess there are Greek and Hebrew writings, depending on who who wrote hmm. what. But yeah, so the original... That word was brand new to the Greek language in which Paul wrote his letter to the Corinthian congregation. Um... And then that became the first of Corinthians in the Bible. So his his thought was, well, I'm already having like a hard time as a gay man within within my church. And as much as my, you know, as much as my church currently accepts me for who I am, this version in this translation that you're offering we don't know that it's accurate and this is going to alienate a lot of people now and in the future so we need to change this basically is what he said and the translators wrote him back and said yeah no you're you're absolutely right we don't know the true meaning of this word um we don't know what in what context it could have been and so yeah we're gonna we're going to do what you say, and we're going to take your feelings into consideration, your your research into consideration. And they, 
actually changed uh, the word homosexual to sexual perverts, um, which, I mean, it's not much better, but obviously it's kind of, it's still kind it's of a little more the, accurate. It is a little <laughs> more accurate, right? Um, now, we also see, and, and, and that is, that is a, an example of things going really, really well, right? Like, there, I don't, and I don't think there's a lot of, there wasn't a lot of contention, uh, and there wasn't a lot of people kind of pushing back on these translations because obviously it, it fit with what they believe, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, whatever the church says, well, I'll just read, or the church is like, mm, yeah, this works for us, so do the thing. Um, one thing that's really interesting, and I've actually found out, found a couple of really interesting articles online. I'm pulling some of these informations from um, one of them is uh, from the pathos.com blog, as well as forgeonline.org and baptistnews.com. So all of these are religious, uh, religiously focused um, news articles with very forward thinking um information people who've done the research people who've really looked into it and kind of hit up friends who are in the industry of like translation and are working for universities and are kind of scholars themselves which is really cool um and they are all very pro not using the word homosexual um okay one of the one of the things that was very interesting to notice was uh, Germany used uh, Martin Luther's original like German translation uh, for their Bible for the longest time. Uh, And this, this was a translation from like the 1500s from way back when Uh, it also, Germany is kind of interesting because there's not a huge like Christian population there. And like they're they're just not very I, I guess it just never took hold. Um interesting. Yeah. Like, well like I guess how how distinct is Catholicism from Christianity? Uh they are Christianity is the grouping of churches that follow Christ's teachings, whereas Catholicism is just within that group. Okay. Yeah, it's just like my grandmother and like a lot of our family is Catholic, but yeah, I don't really know anything about the demographics past that. So, like, um, one one of the interesting things, and and this is sort of coming from the research that was found through one of these blogs, was that the word homosexual was actually coined by Germans in 1862. So the word didn't actually exist until 1862. Huh. Uh, they no longer use the uh, the original German translation from the from the 1500s, um, but the original German word that they used in replace of um, Arsenkotai was Kabenschander. Kabenschander. Uh, which translates to boy molester. Jeez. So, but that but that's important, right? Because 
the reality is is that their uh, their assumption and their I guess Martin Luther's assumption was okay people who are abusing children that's not okay with God that doesn't take into consideration anyone else right like that's not a that's that's not grouping people together. That's saying that this is a specific thing that you are not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because when Paul was writing this letter, that's back, you know, he has, he was dealing with the Roman empire. He was dealing with a lot of the things that rich Romans dealt with. And one of that, one of the very popular things in the Roman empire was to buy young boys as slaves and to have them as young sex toys, basically. They were sex slaves. Um, and there was, and so that was a prominent thing. The idea that it's a little disturbing to me that in a translation that may point to don't molest little kids um, is actually like outright taken out and said, actually, you just can't fuck other dudes. Um, like, same, same. Yeah. And, and like ugh, it, the, the idea behind that is not, it, it obviously doesn't sit well with me, um, right. but that, but that was, that was the reason why in the German translation, that they would use that specifically because that was a common thing that um, there was precedent for that, right? Uh, at, at that time, there was precedent for, you know, maybe, maybe people acting certain ways to get certain things from people. There was precedent for people, you know, going out and buying up male prostitutes when, again, in that time, it wasn't really okay, right? Like, Mm-hmm. prostitutes were sort of considered bottom of the barrel in in society um in it based on certain classes of of people and those classes that dealt with god and religion they were definitely on the bottom um so but again there was no precedent besides with it anywhere previously in the bible for um, consensual relations between between men, two men or two women. Um, it was just stop, stop like whatever you're doing that is endangering other people and hurting other people, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the other interesting things about the German translation was that until 1983, the word homosexual didn't appear and. Mm-hmm. Again, it didn't make sense um, that Germany would need a new version of the Bible because, again, they didn't have enough of a Christian population to warrant the cost of a translation. And it's it's fucking expensive to do. Uh, It turns out that the version that they use now is the new international version. And the company that owns the new international version is an American company, 
and they were the ones that paid for it and then pushed it into Germany. Nice. Jeez. Right? So there is like there's obviously an agenda there for whether it's whether it's for uniformity, whether it's for whatever else. But the idea was and and this is pulling from one of the uh from the forge that uh, I was reading was that it's it's especially suspect considering what was kind of happening within the culture of the 1970s um, based around those kind of things. Um, so taking something that would sway a lot of people and then like revising it to meet your needs is especially like fucking sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. (laughs) The very least. Yeah. Yeah, let's blame AIDS on the gays and let's have God support it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like one of the one of the really interesting things that again that are that's coming from these folks in uh in uh, in some of the blogs and whatnot, is that from their understanding, um, because the work was basically commissioned out, um, that actually set a a sort of precedent that not a lot of people really had the knowledge within the religious organizations to be able to do this translation for themselves. It meant that they had to rely heavily on outward organizations. Um, however, when it came to uh, specific things, it meant that they still wanted to obviously push whatever their agenda might be. Um, so that I guess that, that's kind of where it was left, right? It was we're making we're making a lot of money to do this translation. If one word is kind of like, meh. I mean, it's only those people that are going to read it. It, it. And it sucks because there's billions of those people that are going to read it. And a lot of those people run or are in like run countries or are in very prominent places within government, right? Or use it to control people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. How might the history of Christian treatment of gays and lesbians have been different if our Senokotai had been translated to sex traffickers or sexual exploiters or rapists mm. or sexual predators or pimps. Um, such translations are plausible, uh, even if not the majority uh, majority scholarly reconstruction at this time. It doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't make sense. So they're at least as adequate or inadequate as homosexual, a term from our culture within a range of meanings, including sexual orientations, identity, and activity, Mm -hmm. uh, and not a word from Paul's world. So it's really interesting because, again, like we've we've sort of covered all of this thing. We kind of come back full circle. We all obviously sort of revolved around um, 1 Corinthians, but it, it also sort of sets this, idea that obviously translation isn't perfect um and it never will be Mm -hmm. but 
there's also that idea of these things can be tainted and they can be made to push an agenda and yeah objectivity is um, concerning absolutely yeah and so i mean from where i'm standing it's really tough to sort of find the right information on this i struggled to find a lot of information um but what i did do was i scoured through a lot of versions of the bible that i was able to find online to be able to at the very least even go into like original german italian greek and hebrew um editions that i was able to pull up maybe even on pdf and like google translate on my own to make sure that like maybe i'm getting this right maybe i'm not maybe like i i don't know like i just really wanted to be sure um and then also like finding things that are from folks who are very spiritual in nature but are also writing about like the fallacy of a translation and having an external organization uh sorry an organize like an organization say like the catholics or the united church or whatever ask for a translation and then also sully it by saying okay but we actually want it to say this right um yeah. it, it's it i think it may i think it means a lot when people within those organizations are doing the research and offering it within their own religious group to say, okay, but actually we need to take a step back. I mean, I don't know the the complete context, but I do know the Bible well enough that there is no precedence for using the word homosexual based on earlier instances of things happening uh, before these letters went out from the Apostle Paul to uh, these people that he considered part of his religious family. Um, so, yeah. It's all propaganda. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, there's always some sort of, there's always some measure of control, right? And we just have to be aware of that. We have to be willing to, to do the work and to go find maybe another, maybe not another truth exactly, but more information. Yeah. Right. And that can be said about anything. And like, that's such a big totally. issue in our culture right now of people just taking a headline or face value. Critical thinking. Yep. Yeah. Critical mm-hmm. thinking. That's what this whole show is about is oh just analyzing gosh. stupid stuff. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, if we just took Keanu's immortal.com as a resource, Keanu's immortal, <laughs> obviously. Um, I always, uh, you always use the example of the uh, tree octopus website. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Because um, it, anyways, I don't want to get Nathan off track, but I'll put the link in here. I used to teach internet critical thinking. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> oh my God, you should definitely do a topic about that sometime. Yeah. Well, one last thing that I'm going to leave you with, because again, the uh, the United Church um, is always... It always seems to be like that church that's like, no, 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 no. That is not our word, and that is not in our Bible. Um, so there was this PDF that was uploaded um, from this this website called meetwithgod.com. Um, and it was points to ponder from the first United Methodist Church. Uh, and they said... 
Um, prior to 1946, no Christian had a Bible with the word homosexuality printed in it. This means that no Christians were debating whether or not someone could be homosexual Christian or not. Why? Their Bibles didn't condemn homosexuality. So if we look at 1 Corinthians 6-9 in the King James Bible, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters, adulterers or effeminate. Uh, and then again, that's where that word uh, malakos comes in. So the folks that are, you know, falsely showing themselves to be weak to take advantage of others, mm -hmm. uh, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Um, and that is where, in current versions, we see um, the word nor homosexuals. So abusers of themselves with mankind would not, again, probably wouldn't directly, not at least not in my mind, directly translate to homosexuals. Um, now they go on to say, but if you read that same verse in any modern English translation published after 1946, you'll read this. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And they say neither sexually immoral or idolaters or adulterers or men who practice homosexuality. So then they kind of go on to explain more about what happened with the translation. Um, but they do offer a, um, a, a bit of like a, a bit of education behind the, um, the translation debacle. Uh, and then at the end, they basically say, everyone is welcome at our church. We don't give a fuck, uh, which is kind of, which is super nice. Um, and yeah. again, like coming, coming, being raised in a religion that's like, oh, it's a choice and go fuck yourself. Like <clears throat> this is, this was an interesting topic and it was a fun topic to tackle, but trying to explain it now on air was a little bit weird <laughs> anyway um so wrapping it up pretty sure that the bible still doesn't say um if you would go now and try and translate the earlier translations from then to an modern English translation, I don't know how you could get that direct translation out of it. Just don't. <laughs> well, yeah, and if we look at, we, there are records that indicate that homosexuality was common in many cultures and also a way of like, oh, if you're sleeping with a guy, you're not cheating on your wife. Yeah. Um, and so that is, uh, that's a big, that's a big thing too, especially within the Bible, because cheating and scriptural divorce uh we're really only like hey you have to have vaginal intersect uh, vaginal intercourse with another woman for it to be considered actual divorce like basically if you are doing the act that could possibly create a child well then there you go that's a real that's a real cheating offense but like Eh, no big deal. Like if you're <laughs> if you're having anal sex with another woman or another dude. And what if she? What if she's not fertile? Well, what, and that you know what? That's the thing that I was wondering about as well, right? Um, I 
don't know if it's strictly um I feel like that'd no, be a gray it area. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be a gray area at all because in Bible times, if someone was infertile, they probably weren't getting married. Like it it was one of those like oh, people. That's true. It honestly, if you were a woman hmm. who was infertile during that time and you couldn't and like men weren't looking at you for as a wife, uh if you weren't holding down like an honest job to like help out your in your dad's house you may have been a prostitute well like isn't this the whole reason why divorce exists for the fake the sake of like well you're not supposed to have sex with her marriage so there's no way of telling if a woman's fertile until you get married and then if she can't produce then i guess get rid of her because yeah but the i mean the reality is is that i mean not everyone kept to those rules then either of course not, but like you know, that's why we have situations of guys yeah, killing their absolutely. wives. Oh, she yeah, died. Yeah. I guess I can get remarried now. But I think the <laughs> I think the reality is is that well, I mean if if she has been active before the marriage, like if a, if a guy is really interested in marrying this person, they're probably going to overlook that. In some of these places, right? Yeah, well, mar- marriage was, was a lot, lot of different, different things, things at the time, at the time yeah. right? So, right. Yeah. Right. But speaking of that, that will show up in another episode. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> uh, How the Bible is lying to you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that, that it's actually going to probably come up in uh, when we eventually cover uh, like the whole JW thing. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that your topic next God, time? that's going to be that's a lot. I mean, I, I, I have to finish that book first before we do this topic. <laughs> Alright, so that's the end that's of your the end of that that topic? topic. Hot damn. Well, this was an <laughs> educational night. Yeah. It was a lot. That was a lot. Mm hmm. We talk about all mm-hmm. over the board too. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> internet legends to uh, cat worship and thousand mummified yep. cats. Biblical propaganda. Hey, hey yo! I think we covered pretty much every period of time in human history, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> even twenty seventy seven. Yeah, but I will say church runs through all of it because you know that if people are calling Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves immortal he is our new <laughs> overlord and if he was Jesus or if he was Charlemagne the holy Roman emperor <laughs> yes. hmm. it's, all it's, all <gasps> it's all one giant conspiracy I didn't come up with any cats though in my story so Aww. I'm sure if I dug some more I could figure it out <laughs> Somewhere and somewhere had to have a cat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was really impressed by like reading these like religious news sites that were like, hey, let's talk about this because this mm-hmm. is important to talk about because we've got people in our in our groups who you know, basically the Bible is either saying quote quote fix yourself or get the fuck out, right? Like so it's it was really neat to have yeah. to be able to stumble across 
these websites where people are like, well, I'm a, I'm a devout Christian, but yo, I've gone to, I've gone to school and like, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad there's people that are like fucking yeah. standing up. I don't right. know how effective it's going to be against the giant monolith. that is the fucking church and all the money that right, goes into yeah. it. But no, I'm glad but people still, are doing I mean, it. there's, you know, there's hope for people who, who want to be, you know, spiritually minded and associate with, you know, the church, the church and are part of the community, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a big thing. So. Yeah. And that's it for this week's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it and maybe learned a little something like we did. As always, visit thehumanexception.com to learn more about this topic and others, as well as to get a full list of the sources that we use on any of our topics. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Twitter at The Human Exception to keep up with the day-to-day of all things tech. And feel free to hit us up with additional information on topics that we've covered or suggest new topics or even just let us know if you're listening. If email's more your thing, you can drop us a line at thehumanexception at gmail.com. Our next episode should be out November 20th, where we'll be talking about the origin of private detectives, the Tunguska event, and the Moonville Tunnel. Until then, keep being exceptional, my humans. fucking tree octopus <laughs> yep you're this is great welcome. this is definitely a uh, an episode I, I am so happy that that site still exists because is it great. is really 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 well done and it makes me laugh every time i see it so fucking good <laughs> all right well yep. on that note that is another episode of the human exception thank y'all for listening subscribe share like <laughs> that stuff <laughs> thanks okay thanks bye we need like bye. a we need we need to do like a sign-offs thing every episode or something oh. <laughs> what, what was the taste thing <laughs> go pet your cat please please the cat goddess go pet your cat yeah there you go <laughs> there you go, go pet your cat <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Bye, Craig. No. I have to make Craig go away. No. No. Bye, Craig. <laughs>